Hi everyone, and welcome back to the C3 Queen Bean Podcast. I'm Clinton, and I'm thrilled to be your host today as we continue our Here to Serve series. Pastor Mike's sermon, Optimizing Your Service, draws parallels between optimizing our lives with God and fine-tuning a computer server, from monitoring resources through to calling upon cased Bible verses. So join us on this exciting journey of faith, and check that you don't have a square bracket in the wrong place. Well... Thank you to all of those who uh, came out yesterday and served our community. Um, it was received with amazing, um, glowing results. And um, the people that you blessed are f- feeling it. And they send their regards and thanks for everything that they're doing and everything that you did. Um, I know that there was some massive undertakings there at Queanbeyan South Primary. So well done to you guys out in the sun. It was a perler of a day for it as well. Um, but that was yeah, huge, huge effort and um, transformed. We actually got sent through a heap of photos. Um, but if you are on Facebook or Instagram, there, there's a lot on there as well. Um, and then the other team went into home in Queanbeyan and made a whole lot of meals as well. So massive shout out to you guys um, using their kitchen to create some amazing meals. I know you created a lot of them as well. Um, so well done to you. Um, it's been an amazing time just of gathering. And, you know, as I've said before, um, I love the camaraderie of just coming together and working together. And sometimes like you've just put in a, a situation where you might not have met somebody and it's just like, well, you're thrown into this thing and we're just gonna do it together. We're gonna meet, we're gonna, and you come out the other side with a new friend, um, which is always exciting. And that's part of the journey of doing life together. Hey, well, we are continuing our series on here to serve. And uh, I'm really excited to share this message with you this morning. Um, The title of my message for those of you who are writing notes um, that are listening intently as well is optimizing your service, optimizing your service. But let's pray as we come around the word this morning. God, we thank you, Father, for your word, Lord, that it is the same today as it was when it was written all those years ago. Lord, we thank you, Father, that there is power in your word. Lord, I pray, Father, that you would speak through me today, Lord, that we wouldn't just hear a word from me, but I would hear a word from you, Lord, to every single one of us. Lord, that we would be challenged, we'd be provoked, Lord, we'd be encouraged, Lord, that you, Father, would equip us through your word to be your ministers, to be your servants, to be a people, Lord, that have their eyes open for our community. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Philippians chapter 2, 3 to 8 is where we're going to come out of this morning. Um, but for you, those of you who don't know, I am in I, my other job, my other life. Um, I, I work for Defence Housing Australia, government department in IT. And uh, so as I was just thinking and preparing this message um, around optimising your service, I had been thinking about what that actually looks like in terms of optimising a server or an environment of things. And so some of this wish might go across your heads and you're just like, I've got no idea what you're talking about um, in terms of the construct of it. But the analogy I'm wanting you to actually understand is that you as a human can optimise yourself for service. You can optimise your life to serve the house of God, to serve the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, to the best of your ability. And... uh, 
I don't know if you've ever thought about what it is that you do on your phone when you have a look at an app and where that app has been built or looked or does anybody ever think about those sorts of things? No, nah, just like I just, just pick it, I just pick up Facebook and it works. I just pick up Instagram and it works. So well, that happens because there's nerds, um, there's a significant amount of people putting together things that work for you. There's servers, millions and millions of servers, millions and millions of lines of code there for you to pick up your phone and keep scrolling and keep scrolling and keep scrolling. That's all there because somebody's sat down and worked out, hey, this is going to, this plus this plus this plus this or a massive line of code or a construct of code has actually been put in place so that you can actually do that. All of that sits on a server somewhere in the world. Some of them are underground, some of them are in the sea. Um, but all of that is shipped to you and you just have the capability of ripping out your phone and going, hey, and my life's awesome and it's all here. But but there's a lot of things that go underneath all of that. And the same with the life of the church and the life of you is that you are actually a vessel that is a product of something that God has actually done within you. You actually are his workmanship. You are his hands and his feet. And so he's done all the pre-work. He's done all the coding. He's put you together, or every single DNA strand within your life. You've been put together, constructed perfectly for him and you to be able, for him to be able to use you the way he's wanting you to do it. So as you simply pull out your phone and use it, you should be able to simply use your life the way that God has intended to use you, right? So Philippians 2, 3 to 8 says, Do nothing out of selfish admonition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset of Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in an appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. You know, this scripture, so challenging, but God, Jesus is encouraging you to be like him, to not look at yourself higher than anybody else, but to look at yourself and go, all right, how can I, use the life that God has given me, each of my DNA strands, each of the code that he's written and put within me to be able to use my life to serve others, to look at others through his filter, to look at others through his lens, through the things that he has given me, the gifts that he's poured out on me, the talents that he's given me. How can I use my life and steward it in a way that would reflect Jesus? And so we're all in different circumstances, all in different jobs, doing different things. But God has put us there for a reason. God has put us there for a reason. And your reason is to reflect Jesus, is to reflect him in everything that you do. And so our job within that is to live a life that is intentionally pushing things back to Jesus. And so that begs the question of how Am I actually stewarding my life? Am I reflecting Jesus? Am I reflecting the love that Jesus has for me with my colleagues, 
in my family? Am I attracting people to the love of Jesus and attracting people to the church and attracting people to the family or community that we've built? Or am I actually doing something else? And so we actually need to live our lives with intentionality. We actually need to live our lives with, with the thought in the back of our mind that, well, God is here. He's watching everything that we're doing. But how can I reflect his love in this situation? Whether it's with a colleague at work that you struggle with or whether it's a, a boss at work that you just don't get along with, whether there's quarrels and things happening in your family, whatever it is, are you being and reflecting Jesus in everything that you do. I've got five points for you this morning, and i got to rush through them because we're already at 11 o'clock, and the timer says 20 minutes, but I definitely don't have 20 minutes. So, right. <laughs> it's good. So, first point, monitor your resources. So, when we're looking at servers and when, we're, when I'm at work, we have a thing called SCOM, which monitors our servers and makes sure that everything's actually operating in the right way. We've got these pretty dashboards up screens all up around in our office and if they're all green everything's good if there's red it's not good and sometimes that board looks like a Christmas tree and it's just like what is going on and you know that things are not going well when we're running around with our heads off because the board's red it's like there might be one thing that's red and everybody's just like "Ah," freaking out but then that one thing turns to seven then turns to ten then turns to forty and you're just like what actually just happened and it was somebody in the data center that just pulled out a plug or something happened and there's so many different things that happen within that but we actually need to monitor our, monitor those resources much like we actually need to monitor the resources within our own lives in Matthew 25 35 to 36 it says for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink I was a stranger and you invited me in I needed clothes and you clothed me I was sick and you looked after me I was in prison and you came to visit me. If you are depleted, you can't actually do any of that. If you are depleted and you haven't monitored your resources, you actually can't be in a place where you can fulfill that scripture to the best of your ability. You know, you can, you can keep doing it and you can keep trying to do it, but you won't actually do it to the best of your ability. Your output is only going to be equivalent to what you're actually inputting you actually need to input things into your world that are going to help you that are going to encourage you that are going to lift you up and so you need to actually take a moment maybe it's a daily moment of monitoring your resources how am I feeling right now how are things going on in my world right now why am I feeling this way about this situation how am I feeling about that person hey that conversation happened last week hey how how did I actually come to And then you actually need to put that on with a filter of Jesus, a filter of the word and allow Jesus to speak into those situations. We all go through things in our own lives that are chaotic, hectic, things happen in our world. What are we adding and putting Jesus into each of those situations or are we actually just going, you know what, I've got this, I'm I'm, I'm in control, I'll make it work. And some of us have that within us to just keep pushing through, keep going and keep going. But the longer that we do that in our own strength, the more worn out, the more tedious things get, the more jaded we continue to look at things. Matthew 25, 1 to 5 says, At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps 
and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time coming and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. You know, you don't want to be a person that hasn't brought enough oil with them. Do the preparation. Get into the word. Get, into, get on your knees and pray and do a, do a heart check. Maybe you need to do it daily. Maybe you need to do it weekly. Figure out what it actually is for you and do a monitor, monitor your resources. Monitor the things that are going on in your life. Are the things that you actually need to put down? Are the things that you need to pick up? What oil do you need to actually walk with? All right, point number two, optimize your code. When we've got, um, I also build and maintain websites um, on the side. And uh, so there's a whole lot of code that goes into those websites. So you, your website gets shown if you actually looked at the source of what that actually has. There's millions of lines of code that put it into a nice viewable frame for you to actually have a look at. It's like, oh, that's so nice. But behind all of that is a million lines of code. And often though, that code can be disruptive. You can put a comma in the wrong place and the entire page goes down. And you can put a um, square bracket in the wrong place and <laughs> I was trying to, <laughs> don't know what I was trying to do there. Um, but you can, put, you can put something in the wrong place. Yep, I can see other people trying to work it out as well. Um, but you, you can mess up your code. And our, in the same way, our lives can be, uh, the wires can be mixed up. The things that are going on in our world, the thoughts that come at us can be misconstrued or can be conveyed in a completely different way. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 says, We demolish arguments and every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. There might be things that you need to shift in your world to allow God to move in an optimal way, to allow you to serve in an optimal way. There might be things that you're thinking, conversations that you've had, lines of code that might just be a little bit off. Like I said, just a tiny comma can take the entire thing down. As within our lives, one thought can hold us captive year after year after year. And so going back to monitoring your resources within optimizing your code, it's like, all right, is there things that I actually need to clean up in my life? Is there a, a, a little white lie that, I'm, that I've been holding on to my entire life? Is there a, a, a non-truth that I've just been speaking out over my family or even over my own life? Is there a thought that's just in my mind that keeps telling me, you're not good enough, you can't do that, you, you're not saved? There might be a million things that you're thinking about. It's like, hang on a sec, let's go back through our code. Let's go back through those things and align every thought with Jesus, with what he actually thinks about you, with the, with the way that he thinks of you. Because when he looks at you, he sees you as perfect. He sees you as blameless. And he went to the cross to achieve that for you. So as we live our lives, are we living a life that is in reverence of what he has actually done for us or are we taking into or taking that entire thing for granted so think about your own life this is some homework for you to go home and do as you look through your own life 
are there things that I need to delete from the words that I'm saying in, in the week? Are there things that I need to add? Like, I am called, I am chosen. Are there things that we need to put into place or into practice to optimize our code in our own lives? Number three, change or update the operating system. It's a good one. You might want to move from Android to Apple. Man, tough crowd. You guys haven't seen the light yet. That's all right. <laughs> or you might want to move from Windows to Linux. <laughs> or you might want to move from Windows to Mac. Oh, you guys, you guys all know your operating systems. It's so thoroughly researched. It's good. But you... <laughs> You're saved by grace. That's very true. So we actually need to understand the operating system of our lives isn't our own, but it is the Holy Spirit. We were sent the Holy Spirit. And um, I was trying to explain this uh, theory to my wife this morning, and so this may go over your head. But if you picture your life as an egg, it's been put into a pan, you've got the yolk and you've got the egg white, right? All of your life stuff is happening in that egg white. And the yolk is something that we, in Windows terms, will rip out and put a new operating system into. You need to rip out your old way of thinking, your old way of life, and put in a new yoke, the Holy Spirit, and allow him to take control of everything else that's going on in your world. You know, it might take a while for things to get used to that operating system. Things might be different. Things might feel a little different. Commands might be a little bit different. Commands might not work anymore. But hey, let's take a look at our own yoke, the Holy Spirit, and go, all right, how can I bounce off of this? How can I allow the Holy Spirit to work out in every area of my life? Because he is in you. He lives within you. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, and we actually have the ability to work out in that way. Galatians 5, 26 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, for patient, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ have been crucified, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying of each other. Do we need to op change our operating system? Do we need to allow the Holy Spirit into that area of our life? Number four, use load balancing. Get, you're coming with me. Galatians 6. Galatians 6, 2 says, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. In server terms, in using load balancing, we actually put it in place so that the server isn't carrying all of the load. Facebook doesn't reside on one server. It's spread across multiple servers, across multiple data centers, across the entire world. And your life can be shared with others. Your life is meant to be lived with others. It's not a place for you to just have on your own, to be isolated and think, I can work this out on my own. We have so many people in the life of our church that have been through, have walked through certain situations. Seek them out, find them out. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm new to parenting. I'm going to find somebody that's got adult children or teenage children. We're heading into the teenage years ourselves. It's like finding people that have walked through teenage or walking through teenage years 
at the moment it was different to when we were growing up. So finding people that you can glean off and get help with, we have the ability to do that as a community together. So you use load balancing. Don't think you've got it all together on, on your own. Allow other people to come around and pick you up. You know, that will help you out when you're feeling down. Allow somebody else to come and help keep your eyes focused on Jesus. Keep your eyes focused on the prize. Because sometimes we're feeling glum. Sometimes we're feeling like we don't want to do it. Sometimes we're just like, no, I'm out. But finding somebody else that sees that, recognizes that in our lives and goes, hang on a second. There's something not right here. Let's uh, elevate you. Let's put you... Put your eyes and your focus back on Jesus. That will help you through everything. Number five, try caching. Now, caching, here we go. You guys, have I lost? I haven't really lost any of you. You're all still semi-smiling. There's a few of you IT buffs going, I don't know all those words. A few of you are just like, no, nah, this message isn't for me. But that, <laughs> no, you're all in on this one. So caching is basically just putting a whole bunch of data into a place and holding it so that it's easy to get to. It's the easiest and quickest route, right? And so in your own life, try caching by using the Bible and memorizing Scripture. This is why it's so important to us that our kids are learning Scripture out in kids' church. But we've found, I've found, that there's Scriptures that go over in my mind whenever I'm walking through a situation. I'm like, hang on a sec, I can go to that scripture, or I can go to that scripture, or I can go to that scripture. Find scriptures that are going to speak to you, plaster them all over your wall, put them in your bathroom, and speak them over your world so that you have a direct route when you're not feeling it. You might wake up in the morning and you're like, I just don't feel like going to work. I don't feel like getting out of bed. Have something on the side of your wall that's like, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. God is going to be with you in and through everything. And as we speak those things, as we try caching, as we try put the Word of God within everything that we have, He will be there for us. Amen? I rushed through those. So monitor your resources, know what you need, and actually allow that to take place in your life. Number two, optimize your code. Fix those things, thoughts, actions that may be sneaking in. Change out your operating system. You're not in your own strength, but you're in His. Use load balancing. Lean on others. Try caching and memorize scripture, speak scripture over your world. Amen. Optimize your serve. God wants you to be at your best so that you can be His hands and His feet in every situation that you find yourselves in. And so I'm praying that as a community, that this month has encouraged you, that this month has provoked you, maybe just gone, maybe just scratched a little bit of an itch of like, oh, this this serving thing that's not too bad I, I like the way it, sometimes it, it makes us feel good it makes us feel good serving others and seeing the response of people always makes us excited to go and do more for others and God is just smiling down on all of you as you've taken that on this month as we've said time and time again it's not just October that you actually get to do that you can do that in everything every part of your life every part of your action it's like doesn't just stop when October finishes. It's like, hey, how can I best serve those people that are around me? Amen.